Good morning and welcome again to Shepherd in the Pines Lutheran Church in Big Bear Lake, California. As you listen at home to the Word of God on this 19th Sunday after Pentecost, we begin with the singing of the opening hymn, Speak, O Lord, Thy Servant Listens. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The epistle lesson appointed for the 19th Sunday after Pentecost is taken from St. Paul's second letter to Timothy, chapter 3, verse 14, to chapter 4, verse 5. As for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is breathed out by God, and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort 
with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. This is the Word of God. O Lord, almighty and everlasting God, you have commended us to pray and have promised to hear us. Mercifully grant that your Holy Spirit may direct and govern our hearts in all things, that we may persevere with steadfast faith in the confession of your name. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We now sing the hymn of the day, How Precious is the Book Divine.
Dear Heavenly Father, today you encourage us again to believe that all of Scripture is the inspired, revealed, and inerrant Word of God in all of its truth and purity. As we preach, teach, and proclaim only the truth of God's Word, which is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, and will make us wise unto salvation through faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my Rock and my Redeemer. Amen. The words for our meditation today is taken from the Epistle Lesson, St. Paul's second letter to Timothy, chapters 3 and 4, with special attention to the following verses. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. This is the word of God. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our personal Savior and the Lord of our Christian life. Is all of Scripture the inspired Word of God? And is it the revealed and inerrant Word of God in all its truth and purity? Or is all of Scripture merely the words of men, written by prophets, evangelists, and apostles? And why because over the past three decades, since 1990, the Americans' view of the Bible as the literal Word of God has been declining dramatically. This is especially significant when we consider the fact that in the last Gallup poll taken this year, on July 2, 2022, only 20% of Americans believe that the Bible is the actual Word of God and is to be taken word for word. And yet, at the same time, it is also interesting to note that 71% of Americans still continue to view the Bible as a holy document, and 49% of Americans still accept the Bible as long as multiple interpretations are possible. And then there are 29% who believe that the Bible is only a collection of fables, legends, history, and moral precepts recorded by men. And unfortunately, this kind of acceptance and interpretation of Scripture is happening today in many Christian denominations who do not believe that the Bible is the inspired, revealed, and inerrant Word of God in all of its truth and purity. Instead, they claim that the Bible merely contains the Word of God, and therefore is not to be accepted as God's Word in everything it says, word for word. This is especially true when it comes to the interpretation of the Bible, in the areas of ethics and morality. This has become quite evident in the wide acceptance of abortion, homosexuality, 
same-sex marriage, the ordination of women, and a host of other issues. Sad to say, many Christian denominations have given in to the pressures imposed upon them by our society and doing what is politically correct nowadays, not to preach and teach about sin and our need of forgiveness from Jesus as our Savior, but what makes them feel good kind of theology. And yet, what does St. Paul say in our text for today? St. Paul says very clearly, All Scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. In other words, to teach, to reprove, and to correct that all these moral and social issues imposed on us by our society are not in keeping with the Scriptures and therefore contrary to the will of God and His commandments. And that is precisely what St. Paul instructed Timothy to adopt and follow as he was about to begin his ministry. St. Paul admonished him, saying, Continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, from your mother Eunice and your grandmother Lois, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. As a matter of fact, St. Paul had a very close relationship with Timothy. He called him my true son in the faith. In other words, St. Paul was a spiritual father to Timothy as he charged him in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus to preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. St. Paul encouraged Timothy to tell it like it is, no ifs, ands, or buts about the truth of the word of God. He encouraged Timothy to be ready and prepared in all circumstances, to speak the truth in love, whether to correct, reprove, rebuke, or exhort, but to do it with great patience and careful instruction. That is what pastors are required to do today in their own ministry of preaching and teaching God's Word. St. Luke writes in the book of Acts, chapter 20, verse 28, Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. Pastors are expected by virtue of their call to serve as overseers and as shepherds of the church of God. St. Paul makes this very clear in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. This is how one should regard us, as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. And as servants of Christ and as stewards of the mysteries of God, pastors are entrusted with a strong duty and responsibility to preach and teach only the Word of God in all of its truth and purity to those whom God has entrusted under their spiritual care in the pastoral ministry. St. Peter also writes in his first letter, chapter 5, verses 2 to 4, 
Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, serving as overseers, not because you must, but because you are willing as God wants you to be. And when the chief shepherd comes, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. And why? Because St. Paul says in our text for today that the time will come when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander into myths. And that is precisely what is happening today in many Christian denominations in which many are having itching ears and wandering into myths and using their own interpretation instead of listening to the truth of God's word. St. Peter warns us again in his second letter, chapter 1, verses 21, Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation. For prophecy never had its origin in the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried by the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Bible as the Word of God was not written by the prophet's own interpretation or by the will of man, but by the very words spoken from God as they were carried or moved by the Holy Spirit. And that is what St. Paul encouraged Timothy to do in his ministry. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Now what about us again? Do we believe that all of Scripture is the inspired, revealed and inerrant Word of God in all of its truth and purity? Or do we sometimes also have itching ears and wander into myths that perhaps all of Scripture is merely the words of men written by prophets, evangelists, and apostles? I hope not. I hope and pray that we will always believe and accept the Bible or the Scriptures as the inspired, revealed, and inerrant Word of God in all of its truth and purity. And if we have been tempted sometimes to question, to doubt, or to compromise the Bible as the Word of God, God forgives us again through His Son, Jesus Christ, as we repent and promise with the help and guidance of the Holy Spirit to be faithful to the truth of God's Holy Word. So may God the Father bless us and preserve us today through His Holy Spirit as we preach, teach, and proclaim only the truth of God's Word, which is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, and which will make us wise unto salvation through our faith and trust in Jesus as our Lord and Savior. May our prayer today be the words of the hymn of the day, How Precious is the Book Divine! By inspiration given, bright as a lamp, its teaching shine to guide our souls to heaven. In Jesus' name and for Jesus' sake, amen.
Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father Almighty, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us always as we believe and confess that all of Scripture is the inspired, revealed, and inerrant Word of God in all of its truth and purity. Amen. We now sing the next hymn, Lord, keep us steadfast in thy word. Loving and gracious Father, we continue to pray for the people in Florida over the loss of their homes and businesses at the hands of Hurricane Ian, including those in South Carolina and North Carolina. Father, continue to comfort them as they now begin to rebuild what they have lost, including the loss of their loved ones, with your help as their fortress and strength a very present help in time of trouble. Almighty God, we also pray that you will help us fight the economic inflation, the high price at the gas pump, and especially the out-of-control violence and killings in the streets of our nation.
as we are encouraged to vote on November the 8th and elect those who will represent us and look out for our best interest and well-being. And with your blessing, bring back again economic prosperity and law and order to our nation. Heavenly Father, again we thank you especially for those who continue to pray for us and support our ministry at Shepherd in the Pines. As we continue to keep the doors of our church open, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. On this 19th Sunday after Pentecost, we conclude with the singing of the closing hymn, O Word of God Incarnate. Amen. <laughs>